1: Pursuing your future doesn't end at 40. In fact, it may mark the beginning of knowing who you are, what you're capable of, and what you really want. But knowing what's next and how to get there can be a challenge, especially when old narratives play on repeat. Liberty Road is here to share stories so that you can consider your possibilities, pursue your purpose, and move into your future with intention. I'm your host, Netta Jones, and we're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Road. Today, you guys get to hear from a dear friend, Una Battaglia. She is the founder and owner of Essentia Aesthetics. And I wanted to tell Una's story because she just launched So, all of her new experience in starting something brand new outside of what was her career path is fresh in her head. And I wanted to get all that information for you guys. But first, let me welcome Una to the show. Welcome, Una.
0: Hi, Netta. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. Thanks for having me. Of
1: course. So, first, just to give um, our audience some context, what is Essentia Aesthetics? What do you do?
0: Yes. Okay. So, Essentia Aesthetics is a medical spa in Pasadena, California. Like you said, we just recently opened our grand opening, it's in October. It's a boutique medical spot in Pasadena. I'm the esthetician here. I'm the principal esthetician, and I do all the custom facials. And then we also have a wonderful nurse and physician assistant, and they do the microneedling, the injectables, whether it be fillers or um, Botox. And we want to grow. We want to keep growing. We want to add more services. And we will. So, But that's what we're mostly doing right now. Give us
1: a little bit of your background. Becoming an esthetician was new to you.
0: So I originally, I'm I'm not native to California. I'm from Chicago. And I was a physical therapist in Chicago. And I was at Northwestern University where I met my husband. I was in physical therapy school. And he was in residency at Northwestern. So we met in Chicago, dated in Chicago, got married in Chicago. I had a really nice job in Chicago as a physical therapist, and then we moved here to California in 2002 uh, to start his career because he came and joined his father's ENT practice. We moved here, and I worked as a physical therapist in Pasadena, and I worked for a few years until I had my children. Then I took some time off. Until you had four children, I just have to point four out. Children four children in five and a half years. Yeah. So I was overwhelmed. Yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom for several years. And it wasn't until the pandemic. Um, the pandemic actually offered me the opportunity to go back to school. I was interested in skincare. And I did look into esthetician school, but I just could never do it. I, a 9 to 5 program, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. 5 p.m. There's no way when you have like kids to pick up at 2:30 and sports and everything. So then, when the pandemic occurred and all my kids were home on um, online school, it was it was overwhelming. And I remember throwing a fit at my then seventh grader because he didn't study for a pre-algebra test. <laughs> and I literally was like throwing a temper tantrum. I'm like, "How could you go into a test and not study?" Da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, "Mom, chill out. It was really easy. I knew the material." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh! It is time I do something for myself." Right. And by now I'm 44 years old, and the program was starting up in less than one week. Wow. Now it was online, so there was five of us on online school. You must have had good Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was. <laughs> I did have to update it. I really yeah, I'm did. sure you did. I'm sure. Oh my goodness. When it first started, when the pandemic first started, that was a real big problem. And so I did the lecture portion online, and then we were in person, and my kids were all still home. I was so nervous because I still had like a child in elementary school. But my daughter was the oldest, and she was in high school. And, you know, when she wasn't in class, she was able to keep an eye on her three brothers. It was tough though. Like, it was a lot of like frozen pizzas for lunch because I was always there. Go back to your comment because
1: I think this is really important. Mm -hmm. When you're seventh grader, at the mm-hmm. time, said, you know, I got it, mom, I've studied and everything. And you said, I knew it was time. What was that? Was that I need something else to occupy my time. I'm kind of going crazy.
0: It was more that I'm going crazy, because they still need me. Yeah, of course. I'll be at work and at 2.30 when they get out of school. You know, there's lots of multiple texts. I I just needed something for myself. Yeah. I needed to take the focus off so much focus off the kids and like do something that I wanted to do. And I have been always interested in this. And um, at the time my husband was talking about dabbling about um, turning his old medical practice into a medical spa. Mm -hmm. It was just like the perfect thing to do. And especially since I love skincare and take good care of my skin. And um, so it was really for me and to take the focus off the kids and focus on something from my career. And I was ready my mid forties and I went back to school.
1: I love that the example you are to them, but I love that most of all, that you were able to have a moment of clarity, a moment of inspiration to say, you know what? I need to go find something for me, for all of our sakes, right? For my sake, because happy mom, happy family, but also because things have shifted and it's time. Yeah, And I think for a lot of us moms, it's hard to find that kind of clarity because life can be so chaotic. So good for you for finding that. But I wanted you to articulate that because I think so many listeners are sort of like, how do you stop the clock long enough to make a decision like that, you know, or just stop time or stop the chaos? And you sort of had to make it in the midst of all that chaos.
0: Right. I do think because of the lockdown, Covid gave me the opportunity to do it, and um, I took advantage of it. I didn't know how I could do it—be there for two thirty pickup at school, yeah. When you know they were in person, sure. And then like getting them off to baseball or whatever practice they had to get to. So
1: you had said that you were interested in skincare, that you were taking good care of your own skin, and this was sort of something you wanted to dabble in a little bit more. Yeah, the opportunity to turn your husband's older practice into a physical therapy practice was probably a thought too. Was it not?
0: No, not necessarily, because I just was ready to do something different. So this building, okay. it's a very unique building. It's so beautiful that I think this is like, it's, it's really charming. My husband moved out of here because they, they yeah. outgrew it. And he, actually, he ended up, he moved on uh, President's Day weekend, 2020, and then the pandemic started a month later, less than a month later, oh not knowing gosh. that we would be shut down. But we have this beautiful space. And we remodeled it a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, um, just to make it more aesthetically pleasing. Hopefully, I'd love for my husband to get more into cosmetic procedures. And he's, he does yeah. do them, but he's so busy in his ENT world. But he'd yeah. eventually love to come over here one day, if, if possible.
1: So it was this combination of, I want to do something different. I've always been interested in this. The window opened up. I mean, mm-hmm. God willing, we will never have another pandemic. So we're not recommending that people hang on for that sort of window. <laughs> but that people find time to identify what it is they want to do you know, so that they can begin to pursue it in whatever way. Yes, there was a lockdown that gave you a moment, but we all have circumstances where we can sort of find those opportunities. If not now, you know, we can sort of prepare for them. And then also you talked about the fact that you needed something for yourself. So I think these are sort of the takeaways for people as they're listening and they can kind of think, okay, what is that for me? Like, what did Una go through that I'm going through now? And how can I learn from her? So let's go back to you knew you wanted to go into skincare, but you could have worked for somebody else. Like that's a far cry from I think I want to start my own business.
0: Okay, that's a great question. Yeah. And it's very hard to start your own business. And you don't have to start your own business. You Mm -hmm. really don't. I mean, sometimes I was like, Oh, my gosh, I would much rather like not start my own business and go work under somebody and like learn from them. And or they have these amazing little opportunities. They're like called sola salons and you could rent a room because all yeah. you need is a room and right. a bed. and like, So you don't need a lot to get started, but I just, if we have this great building and it's, so, it's just like a shame not to use it because it's so beautiful. There was many different avenues I could have done. In the beginning I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need laundry here to wash the sheets, but you, we don't, you don't, I bring home the laundry and I do it at home and, Um, there, there's just, you know, a lot of logistics, but having your business and and managing it, this was all new to me. It's tough. Yeah. All the legal issues you have to, the workers comp, the, um, insurance issues, you have to have it support. You have to have your lawyer and accountant, you have to have machines, you have to have money in the bank. Um, there are so many things that go into this. um, And and our electronic medical record, like that's been another challenge. Mm. We're still learning and we're still like updating.
1: I've been talking to people who've been in business for 10 and 20 years and they would say the same thing. Just when you think you've got it, like there's a new (laughs) technology or customers demand a new way of doing things. So I think it's an ongoing thing. It strikes me when you say that, again, for the listener that, You started this conversation by saying I wanted to get into skincare, but look at this laundry list and literally laundry of all the things that you're doing to create this opportunity. But how much skincare are you actually able to do?
0: Oh, I actually do quite a bit. Okay, and that's what I love. (laughs) I don't like all the legal issues. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's how most health uh, healthcare providers. You know, they go into medicine or anything not for the legal and the paperwork. They go in to treat the patient and make them feel better. I, I see, do a lot of custom facials every week, every day, actually. Yeah. What I really feel like my greatest skill is the combination of my physical therapy background with aesthetics. I was trained as a lymphode- lymphedema therapist, as a physical therapist. So I got a lot of training back then, and I incorporated into every single one of my facials. Wow. Because I'm a strong believer in the lymphatic system and mm. like improving your health, your overall well-being. So getting your lymphatics to move. And for those who aren't familiar with your lymphatic system is, we have um, our circulatory system. And then we have our lymphatic system that kind of runs somewhat parallel, a lot of tubes throughout our body. It's like freeways, highways throughout your your body. The lymphatics move your lymph. And your heart is in your certain part of your circulatory system, which provides the pumping mechanism for your blood to get to Mm -hmm. different places throughout Mm -hmm. your body. Your lymphatic system doesn't have... any pumping mechanism, so it's stagnant often. Although it does need um, your muscle, your, your skeletal muscle contraction or movement. So movement does help. Even breathing, you know, you expands your diaphragm, and it, that will get your lymphatics to move. So, an importance of your lymphatic system to move. You want that lymph to move because it's it moves the toxins out of your body. Sure. So when you have inflammation, it's like the great recycler. It will take what it needs, your body needs, and it will kind of ex- eliminate what it doesn't need. But it it has to get moving. So that's one thing with the lymphatic system, it often is stagnant and it it's hard to like get it moving. And so getting your lymphatic system moving, it like cleanses you from inside out. So I do manual lymphatic drainage in every single one of my facials and patients just love it. The clients love it. I work on the, the um, everything from the decollete up but when I do your facial wow. and I work on the axillary lymph nodes and their supraclavicular lymph nodes and stimulating them to accept the lymph and get it to recycle and get it moving, oh, um, then do the face.
1: It's interesting you're talking about it because I sort of feel like the lymphatic system is kind of a celebrity these days. Like it's getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Finally. Yeah. Whether it's through gua sha. Yes. Even dry brushing. You know, people are talking a Mm -hmm. lot about dry brushing, not just for the sake of shedding the dead skin cells, but actually for the lymphatic system. So how great that this opportunity sort of, you know, something that in the zeitgeist is kind of becoming a thing and is meeting the intersection of, what you're doing now that's new, the skincare, but what you've Mm -hmm. always known from physical therapy.
0: Yes, definitely. And it wasn't getting a lot of attention. You know, everybody's like understanding like the importance of your lymphatic system. Everybody wants like a lymphatic facial, but I incorporate a lymphatic facial in every single one, one of my facials, no matter what you come in for. I just really want the patient, the client, Um, to just fully enjoy the moment and relax. I'll take care of their skincare needs. The power of touch is amazing. And when you do it on yourself, it doesn't feel as good. But when someone does it for you, it it feels better.
1: I love the marriage of you dabbling in this new space of skincare, which is not so new anymore. Now you've been doing it for a couple of years. But with Mm -hmm. your history of wanting to work with patients, right? Your history of healing, of wanting to bring um, a, a new way of people functioning in their body, understanding their body. I mean, even this little lesson you gave us, th- that was awesome. I think a lot of people are like, nah, I finally get it. I didn't realize there wasn't a, a central station for our lymphatic system. And, you know. So thank you for describing yeah. it. But again, I call that out because I think it's easy for us to think, when we try something new or when we do something new, that we abandon what we had done. And you just so beautifully told us a story of how, no, I was doing something new, but I was bringing what I knew from the past and what my experience was into this, which is the genius of starting something in midlife. Right. So tell us a little bit about the launching process and never mind launching in a pandemic. What were some of the surprises, some of the things that were like, I had no idea how difficult this was going to be.
0: Yes. I mean, we're still, we're still growing. Yeah. We're still in the in the midst of it. You know, the economy is is suffering a little bit right now yeah. with inflation and people don't have as much means to spend on, yeah. extra, on skincare or other services. So, you know, it just takes time to grow the practice. I'm here every day, but um, my nurse and PA are not here every day. Eventually, I'd love for them to be here every day. I am investing more in marketing right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was surprising how expensive it is, <laughs> but yeah. we have to do it. Yeah. I mean, we have to get the, the, our word out and, you know, we, I was just in the Pasadena magazine and the Pasadena newspapers and, you know, we are getting phone calls like, oh, I saw you in the, in the newspaper. I'm like, oh, good. You know, so it pays off. Sure. I have a wonderful spa coordinator. She does all the social media which i'm i don't know if it's my age or i just don't feel as comfortable and she's yeah. younger and understands what people want on social media i love following skincare therapists on social media and i learn so much from them but it's harder for me personally to put myself out there like that yeah but so she does it
1: as long as you're in there because people really want to know who the person is behind The business I've found. And I also think that you are more representative of probably your clientele than she might be, right? And so they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, Una looks good. What is she doing, right? They're interested (laughs) in behind the scenes, what's actually happening. And believe me, I know the social media issues and the gap that we feel. between us and technology. But I really think like learning a few tricks, just a few tricks can go a long way. So um, I'm saying this to you and to myself and to anybody listening, mm-hmm. it's an important piece of of the pie. So you were saying you're still growing and you're still learning. What was something that you felt like, I had no idea how difficult this was gonna be, besides the legal, because you, you talked about that a little bit.
0: I think just getting the patients, the clients in. Mm-hmm. especially even for the higher price point services like the micro needling and the fillers and, and and injectables some people are just not ready for that and that's yeah. fine yeah. our medical spot, we're not like trying to to change your look we're trying to enhance your inner beauty right. and whether it be through good skincare we're not all about like getting you like as much filler as possible we actually don't recommend that at all but there are little things we could, you could do to just improve like the way you feel about yeah. yourself, and so that's where our goal is. I think a lot of people are fearful of what they see on social media, yeah, like the overfilled lips or the overfilled cheeks. We're not that that type of spa, so I think it's like getting people to understand like who we are, our like what we're about that we're here to like just enhance your beauty. not To like change your look.
1: Even hearing you say like, we don't even recommend that sometimes, like having people understand what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish becomes your differentiator. That becomes the thing that's so compelling about you marketing wise, like, oh, they're not just trying to pump us up with whatever and then charge us as we walk out the door. They're trying to accomplish something else. And that becomes what's unique about their brand. So probably even finding your lane within the other med spas in the area.
0: We're evolving. We're yeah. still trying to figure, you know, um, but I just, I feel like so strong about it and passionate because we we have such a great team and I just, I know we'll be successful and we'll keep growing. Our nurse and our PA are fabulous. They're just yeah. so warm and kind hearted and people love coming here. Yeah. <laughs> we have a fire in our, in our lobby and, Today's a rainy day. and You know, it's just a cozy place to be.
1: <laughs> it's a lovely place for sure. What um, would you say was something that was a pleasant surprise? So if getting people in the door and the legal were the tough mm-hmm. things, yeah, what would you say was a pleasant surprise of becoming your own boss?
0: Okay, that's interesting. I think working with the girls that I work with has been very heartwarming. And um, because I've been a stay-at-home mom for so long, and I've done tons of volunteering for the school, yeah. and I've enjoyed that. But now it's, I work day to day with my front office coordinator and she's amazing and we work really well together. And so it's, it's fun to like bounce ideas off each other. And then when our, the nurse and PA come, we, we just really get along so well, all of us. And we have a yeah. great commodity. I feel very lucky and fortunate that I found that. That's what I think has been the, the greatest value so far in, in being a business owner.
1: I mean, managing people and connecting, I think, with your team and Mm -hmm. having them be able to be a part of the growth, right? Not just part of your growth, but a part of the collective growth is really important. And if you enjoy it so much, the likelihood that they're appreciating you and that you're doing it well is probably pretty high. Did you always
0: enjoy managing people I've only managed my children. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've never managed people. So this was new. Yeah, this is new. And I'm still learning. Yeah. But, you know, we all are. So,
1: And it sounds like you've put some people in place, like having this front office manager, you've put people in place to manage various parts of the business. One, it frees yeah. you up to do the thing that you really love, which is working right. with patients. But two, it's also filling in the gap of, okay, she might know something that I don't know. I'm learning from her as much as I may be the boss. She's taken over in this area and she's managing What I don't know, or what I'm still learning.
0: Exactly, that's so true. I mean, she has taken over the social media content. It's so hard, like nowadays, like whether you choose like a search engine optimization, which costs, you know, is costly, or then you have free advertising on Instagram, but but you could become a sponsor and put more money in. But she's really good at like content, and so I've like given her full reign on that. (laughs) I don't feel as comfortable doing it. And like you said, I'd rather work with the client and learn more about my skills.
1: And it seems a running theme every time we talk to somebody that has been successful in whatever their business is, is they've They've stayed in their lane. This is what I'm really good at, and I'm going to hire around me as much as I can. I mean, in those early days, it's hard to fill every single gap. Sometimes we have to do Mm -hmm. things like doing the laundry, as you said earlier, or maybe there'll be times when she's not available that you're going to have to pick up the social media or whatever. Like You just have this small staff in the beginning, but I still think it makes a lot of sense to be able to identify those bigger gaps and really try and, Mm -hmm. if you can, hire around them. What do you think excited you about being an entrepreneur? So we know that you had the physical space available to you, and you that probably literally was a shell to imagine what it could be, right? You guys, as a family, uh, you and your husband were thinking, okay, what do we do with this space? You remembered the, your interest in skincare, and so that became a natural thing. It was an; it could be an extension of the work that he was doing too. So you were sort of building this a- as a team, right? Together and thinking right. about the, f- the future. What would you say excited you about entrepreneurship on a day-to-day level as you were getting more and more into it? Were you like, I like this running my own business thing? Or were you, let me, let me hire for that because really the work I want to do is with the patient.
0: I personally want to learn as much I can about my trade. Okay. So th- that's me personally. I mean, there's been so many great things about having out my own, I can decorate it the way I want. Although that's even sometimes like oh, picking out which wallpaper, you know, like yeah. there has been not, not major obstacles with that, but like make decision-making that's sure. been a little tricky sometimes and getting advice from friends. But so I definitely although prefer like, learning as much as I can going to as much education because this field is always changing. There's always new, and it can be overwhelming with what skincare line to use because there's so much out there. But like, I know like now like the ingredients that I want that I think would work the best for me and my clients that's where I really benefit the most from um, in this whole experience is the, the education and like learning as much as I can. And that's what I really like. I'm always like trying to figure out like, can I, like whether it's just like a webinar and I just listen in the car as I'm driving yeah. to pick up a kid or somebody. There's so much out there. There's so yeah. much content for me to learn. And I love it. I like the, the learning aspect the most. I'm just starting to think how I can incorporate it into my facials.
1: Yeah. And it will keep you not just on top of what's happening in the field, but also your clients when they hear about something or they read about something, there's, you know, some new buzz, new product or new procedure, you're likely to be on top of it because you're that continuing education piece has to be sort of paramount for somebody like you. So it's good that you
0: love it. Definitely. This field is like changing, All the time.
1: Una, this is kind of a funny question, but I need to ask it because I think there is this polarization uh, right now. There's this, you know, anti aging. We've heard a lot about that. There's a pro aging. There's women who think, Hey, let's embrace everything that we have available to us in terms of procedures, in terms of the services that are available, many of the ones that you talked about. And then there are other women who are like, "No, I'm going to do this 100% naturally. Um, you know, I'll moisturize, I'll drink my water, I'll I'll take some supplements, I'll eat well, but I I don't choose to do any of those things." And I think I know for us it's important that we give our midlife audience sort of an education as to what's available out there. That's my goal. It's not to be prescriptive in any way. What are your thoughts around that? Because this must be something you deal with all the time, maybe not in the office, but as a mom who's, you know, on the soccer field or on the baseball field or whatever, you must hear all sorts of things from people. What are your thoughts around this?
0: Yes. I think people are very curious about like what, what that person has done or what you see on on social media, but you can't believe everything you see. I mean, that, that, there could be a filter on that picture that like makes them look a certain way, or you know, they have blemishes that you don't see. That, that you know, it just it could be filtered out. Mm-hmm. So I think just everybody should have like the ability to choose what you want to do. And I don't know, it's hard to say. Take the pressure off, but. It's okay not to get fillers and Botox. It's okay that if you only want to use like clean skincare brands and you know, whatever, if that works for you, that's great. People just have different ideas of what beauty is to them. I just think it's important that you just be your own person and you, you choose yeah. what, you, what you feel comfortable with. And you find a provider that doesn't like pressure you to do something that you don't want to do. And so, like I said before, like Essentia, we don't believe in like, Changing your look, we believe in enhancing. So I think that that like sets us apart. And-
1: yeah, and it sounds like listening to what the customer is ready for and what they came in looking for. Yeah, so definitely. that's key. It's really hard to have you on the podcast and not sort of ask <laughs> you some questions about okay. our, our skin. What are the top three procedures? Let's we'll we'll kind of okay. divide this from procedures and services, but. The top okay. three procedures that people come in for.
0: Okay. Like the cu- custom facials, which yeah. is like what I do. And I, I build a skincare regimen. And I'll talk more about that too. But then, so that would be probably be one of our my top
2: procedures.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: call a facial a procedure?
0: Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, like, that's what people are coming in for. Okay. Under mine, like I do a dermaplaning or a microdermabrasion okay. or a chemical peel. Okay. Like those are the procedures I do at, in a custom facial. Okay. Whereas like the nurse and the PA do Botox. I've, like a lot of people like Botox. Some people don't, don't want it and that's right. fine. It's your personal decision. I will say most people feel very comfortable Botox. In our area, I, I don't think like fillers are, you know, they're they're it's hyaluronic acid. It's safe. Your body makes hyaluronic acid. So that's what a filler is. It is a hyaluronic acid that you're putting into the area to kind of plump the area to give you a little more volume. Um, Some people, though, are a little more skeptical of fillers than they are of Botox Mm because they just they don't know what it is. But it really is hyaluronic acid. And it's your body isn't going to reject it. Your body makes it.
1: Mm -hmm. It
0: is synthetically made. I think people have that fear of being overfilled. Mm -hmm. And so and that is a legitimate fear but more recently microneedling has been the big buzz the big procedure that everybody wants done so we have two different types of microneedling we have the skin pen which is the only FDA device cleared for microneedling because there's so many different microneedling pens out there describe it to us okay so skin pen is a microneedling device and uh-huh. it kind of looks like a pen i guess okay. it's 14 needles and you just will glide it on your forehead And they'll just go back and forth and what it's doing is creating little micro wounds little micro channels and making little controlled wounds and your body responds by stimulating the fibroblasts to make collagen and elastin and that's the goal because as we age we lose our collagen and elastin or they break the fibers break and we're just trying to rebuild that collagen and elastin so you're, that gives you firmer skin. That's the goal of microneedling. So
1: there's nothing that goes in those wounds. It's just creating the wounds.
0: That's a good question. There is a glide that you use. So we also have a PRP here. So it's plat- mm-hmm. platelet-rich plasma. So it's your mm-hmm. own blood. They, we draw blood. And then we put in the centrifuge for about 10, 13 minutes, and it spins the blood. And the yellowish portion, there's the blood portion that everybody thinks of when they see blood on the bottom, Mm -hmm. and it's separated the plasmas on the top, the yellowish portion. Mm -hmm. Now, that plasma is filled with nutrients and growth factors and amazing things for our body that is becoming extremely popular right now. They use it for injecting the plasma for hair transplants or not hair transplants, for you have hair loss because oh. it helps stimulate hair growth. They put it in joints for joint pain. Um, but it's also finding there There's so many remarkable things that it could do for the skin. Wow. So what they're doing now, what you could do with the skin pen, you use the, your plasma as the glide. And so that's being injected into the skin, your own plasma. Oh, interesting.
1: Is that what the vampire facial was? Yeah, that's like the layman's term, I guess. Okay. Thank you for an actual breakdown of what that is because it sounds horrific, but you clarified that. I don't think there's even that much blood. No, the way you described it makes medical sense. Yeah. The street name for it sounds like (laughs) scary. So thank you for sharing that. Okay. So coming in for a custom facial, Botox, Filler, micro needling, and micro needling,
0: and then we also—I'll just say real quick—we have the Morpheus 8 micro needling, which is really the hot number right now that a a lot of the celebrities are doing. But it's um, how that difference—it's micro needling plus heat. So it it uses—you could do it on your face, you could do it on your abdomen. It kind of looks like a little bit of like a gun, and it's more of a stamping technique versus a rolling technique. The skin pen is the rolling. So the face, when you, it's 24 needles, the abdomen, I'm sorry, I shouldn't just say abdomen, you could use it on any part of your body, because it, it helps reduce your fat, because mm-hmm. it melts the fat because it can go deeper, mm. it could go deeper, it could go up to seven millimeters, which you would never do on the face, because you don't want to lose your volume on your face. But some people might want to use, lose some volume on your tummy or your legs or under your arms. And so that tightens your skin and shrinks the fat cells.
1: How long do most of these procedures last?
0: Typically, for microneedling, you do need three treatments. That's what they recommend. Because the the first treatment, sometimes your body is just starting with the new change. And then they say, say, wait about a month, four to six weeks, and then you could do it again. And then you'll really start seeing results after, especially after the second treatment. And then wait another four to six weeks, and you'll see the the final result. Okay. So it does take time. Nothing is immediate. Yeah. Like anything in life. Right. Exactly. Botox, usually you could get full results in two weeks, but not with microneedling. It does okay. take a little more time, but it really works. You've
1: given us an education here. So what about <laughs> a person who you talked about some people being sensitive to fillers and things like that? What about a person who doesn't want any anything that kind of goes through the skin. I don't even know how to make that distinction, but they want something that's more along the lines of a facial and healthy skin. I mean, our listeners are in midlife. They're in their forties, their fifties, their sixties, and they're, they're trying to figure out how to care for their skin. So again, we've got you here, got to take advantage of, of the expertise. So what are some of the things you recommend that we can do in our homes? And what are some of the things that you recommend that we can come to a med spa like yours to ask for?
0: Okay, great question. Yes, yeah, so fillers and Botox and microneedling is not for everyone, and that's yeah. fine. But I think a good skincare regimen is really critical for most people, almost everyone. And it's something you could do at home. You can come here. The custom facials, a monthly facial is really beneficial because it improves your circulation, it helps with your lymph, lymphatic drainage. It, it, it's a deep cleaning and exfoliating, and our bot, our our stratum corneum, which is the top layer of our skin, regenerates. Well, as you get older, it takes a little longer, but every twenty eight days, mm-hmm. roughly every month, you get a new layer. It just helps cl- clean out the old st- the old dead c- cells, and then getting a good skincare pro- uh, program at home. Actually, the number one anti aging thing could be is a good sunscreen mm-hmm. that's the, yeah everybody should, especially in California should be using a good sunscreen and we have so many good sunscreens and there's mineral versus chemical sunscreens and I could talk more about that but um sunscreens are very important and we as we get older, we lose our um, water content mm-hmm. so it's important to have a good Moisturizer or a good hyaluronic acid. You know our body makes that hyaluronic acid, but we tend to lose it as we get older. So good hyaluronic acid. Vitamin C is so important for your skin. It helps brighten your skin. It um, helps with pigments in your skin.
1: Una, when you talk about vitamin C and water, yeah. are those things that we can ingest as well, or is it ju- you're just talking about topical? Like, does ingesting vitamin C and drinking water have some of the same results? Drinking water... I know, it's drinking water's genius, right? We should all be doing it all day.
0: Exactly. Like, if you could do one, like, take one thing away from this, like, drink an extra glass of water a day. (laughs) It's so good for everything in your body. It's so good for your skin. But never mind your skin. It's good for, like, your, your brain. It's good for, like, every organ in your body. I think that's the most important thing is the water content that you in intake, but also a great moisturizer yeah. just really can help hydrate you, especially like, like I have a good morning routine and then I have an evening routine and I tend to put a, a little heavier moisturizer at night or a heavier hyaluronic acid, just like your that my body, like skin soak it in. But ingesting the, the vit, vitamin C and the collagen, I don't know enough about the, about that, but the vitamins to take. I just don't know how much that really will play a role. I mean, we we all want a balanced diet. I just try to eat healthy. uh, And so I don't have to take so many extras. You know, your your vegetables and um, your protein. Protein is really important, especially as we get older. We, We really need to have more protein. So... As you get, you know, pay more attention to your skincare, you do want to have a good vitamin C for the morning, you want to have a, a, a good moisturizer, you want um, SPF. In the evening, there's a, a vitamin A or a retinol that people will use because that will just help with cell turnover. And that doesn't have to be used every day. And sometimes a retinol can irritate someone's skin, but there's also peptide options that are really nourishing and that to help, help with that, keep that skin barrier healthy. There's a lot of options that they have yeah. for um, for skincare now, and I think it's overwhelming to the consumer, and that's why you so a lot of people need advice. Yeah, and I'm happy to give the advice.
1: <laughs> Even just what you've been saying today, I'm like I know more than I did before we started chatting. So thank you for giving us some of that education. What advice would you give to a woman because if it hasn't already happened, it's gonna it's gonna start happening. Women who are younger and older. I mean the reality is if you're a woman starting a business, you look to another woman starting a business and you ask them, how did they do it? What's your advice to a woman who wants to start a service-based company?
0: You know, what's one thing that you would say to her? Like, okay, that's a good question. I think find something you're passionate about. Mm. That's really like, and you know, if if you need more education on that, that's okay. Like even like you could go to the community college Mm -hmm. or it's a trade school or whatever it is. Like, find something you're passionate about like if someone told me to start a restaurant i would be like i have no idea like i don't want to like cook yeah <laughs> you know i don't know it just wouldn't be good for me but some person next you know the next person might be like fabulous at that so what's your skill what are you passionate about And really just kind of keep educating, learning from it.
1: So you would say to her, if she came to you with an idea, you'd say, are you passionate about that? Because you need to be passionate about whatever you're doing. Okay, that's great advice. And I I think that, you know, the first few years in particular, you don't see all the benefits of why you went into business. You don't necessarily see the profits. You don't necessarily see the cohesive team. You don't necessarily see all the clients coming in. So if you're not passionate about it, it makes every step a little bit harder to hang in there or to overcome. So I think it's great advice for so many reasons.
0: Definitely. I still get, I get excited. Like when I get the emails from like some of the skincare lines that I love, like, Oh, they're doing a webinar, like, like te- teaching you about their new product line. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm signing up for that webinar. Like it's just, you have to find something yeah. you're excited about and going to conferences and just learning as much as you can. Because
1: you care about the client, the patient, it's interesting to me that as you're learning about new products and procedures through the webinars and through all this continued education, that you would also then be able to go back to customer, you know, Mrs. Smith and say, you know what, I just learned about this new thing. You may want to give this a try. We're going to start to carry it. So as you learn about what the customers need, you're sort of able to even um, more than you already are customizing, you're going to be able to do that at a deeper level. They sort of feel like they've got a person in the biz. Like they've got a person who's got their...
0: I agree. And people, like if you tell, talk to them about like, oh, I just learned about this, they get excited. And they yeah. want to know more about it and learn more about it. Or like, oh, I want to try that product. Or So I think just like if you have enthusiasm for it and excitement, you pass that along. And,
1: and what have you learned about yourself through this process?
0: So far, we'll come back oh. to you and see what you've learned in a couple of years. I know, right? You know, I think the hardest thing for me is balancing. Like, you know, I still get calls from the kids. I forgot my baseball uniform at home. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like before I was just like, i right up to them. But it's harder now. And so and or like, going to the grocery store and like, cause I'm running a business and yeah. still managing four kids and I'm one's away at college. But you know, she still, yeah, has she still to needs she you. Needs yeah. um, so I think that that's like been ha- the hardest for me, like yeah. just the balance because I had more free time before yeah, and I don't have as much now, but it's, I enjoy it though. I love keeping busy. I'm proud that I was able to do this. I'm proud that like I went back to school it took me 600 hours. I didn't miss a single day because I was just... You were in. I had to get it done. I yeah. had to get back to life. Yeah. Actually, I lied. I did miss one day. I missed. I got the COVID vaccine. <laughs> I got really sick. So I <laughs> missed Aww. one day. We'll let you off the hook for missing one day. But I just didn't give up. I just, yeah. you know, I, I missed went to nine hours every day. And it was, it's hard to even imagine I did that, especially with my kids were younger. And, you know, as they're getting older and like, son drives now and he is able to help drive the boys to school. I'm so proud that I did it. And yeah. now, now we're opening the business. And I do love the flexibility of my job too, though, because, okay, if my son has a baseball game, I will, I'm not going to be patient after three o'clock. Sure.
1: Also, I don't think it's the worst thing ever that if a kid forgot a baseball cap that they have to figure out. I, I remember learning that the hard way. It was the first time my child was at school and they didn't have the right uniform on. It was when they were younger and they had uniforms. Oh, and I remember yeah. the woman at the front dear, dear kind of school secretary. And she was like, you know, you don't have to do this every time. In fact, it could be good for them if you don't. And so the time came, my daughter called and said she needed so-and-so. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't. And it's yeah. heartbreaking as a mom. It's but so it, heartbreaking. It, but at the same time, I think that we're trying to raise humans that can function yeah. without us. And some of, some of the best things that come from us having something else to occupy our time is to give them the opportunity to start to not just differentiate, be, be their own yeah, people, mm-hmm. but also to to find those opportunities where like, oh, M- mom's not there to the rescue and I've got to sort of figure this out for myself. So it actually will end up being a good thing. It is hard. It is hard. So before I let you go, I'm going to ask our fast five. Okay. Tell us the first thing that comes to mind. What's a daily practice that you do or would like to do that keeps
0: you grounded? I, I exercise every day. And how long? I mean, it could be like 20, 25 minutes or it could be an hour. Okay, I could, But I do something and it's it, it differs every day. It could be Pilates. It could be running around the Rose Bowl. It could be an exercise video. It could be boxing. I do something every day. Every day. And I usually do it in the morning. But if I don't get a chance to do it, I will... I will make time. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's raining out today. So I didn't work out today yet, but I was trying to walk the dog in the rain. But whether it be outdoors or indoors, I will find some time to do something. It could be get my heart rate up. Yeah. Strength training is so important, especially as we get older. Yeah. Yeah. Flexibility.
1: So it's something that settles you in and helps you kind of clear your thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. That's good. We should all, We should all be doing that. And what are you currently reading?
0: Oh my gosh! I just finished a book yesterday, and it was so good. Um, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Okay. By Gabriella. It's it, I, she, the last name begins with a Z. That's okay. We'll, it we'll, was so good. We'll find it and list it in the show notes. Okay. I, I have a book club meeting with some of my daughter's friends who she graduated with at their house tomorrow night. So i like, I had to finish it by tomorrow, and I just finished it yesterday. And it was, it was great.
1: And what do you do to relax? Like, how does Una sort of unplug?
0: Exercise. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I go to bed early. I like to go to bed early. I like to read. What's early? Oh, I like to get upstairs by like, I would love to, by like 9, 9.30. Really? Yeah, uh, but I don't go to sleep that. T- I could fall asleep that. I'm so, You're tired. so tired. Yeah, I usually fall asleep reading. Yeah. And whether it be a, a book for pleasure or... Or about skincare. There's that passion again. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so you have a daughter you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask this question relative to her. What will you say to her about midlife? How will you prepare her for what you're going through now this season of life? Because I think, yeah. you know, at that age, um, it's easy to think of us as ancient and it's distant. What do you want to make sure she knows about midlife?
0: I feel like like my kids, all four of my kids are, well, not me, my youngest, but they just don't know what they want to do with life. Yeah. They feel like pressure to make a decision, like what, what they want to do in college. They don't want to waste time or waste money. And and it's so hard to figure out what you want to do. Like, yeah. look at me. I didn't realize I wanted to be an esthetician until my mid-40s. Yeah. So it's okay not to know. So, like, even my daughter, she's a freshman in college. After the first quarter, she switched from a history major to, well, she's doing a double majoring now. She's also getting physiology degree, because um, she wants to get a bachelor's of science, because she's like, Oh, what if I want to go into something in healthcare, I need my chemistries, and she doesn't want to have to take it later. So, you know, it's, it's just like a lot of pressure for these kids. And it's okay not to know.
1: So probably telling her, you've got time.
0: Yeah, an experiment. Like, try something new
1: or, you know. I had the opportunity to give a little chat, I'll say, with some high school seniors. And that was exactly what I talked to them about. You don't know. It's okay not to know. And essentially you're planting seeds right now and you don't know what's going to come of those. And some will turn into weeds and some will be things that you'll pick up and take with you. And some will be where you want to kind of continue to grow and deepen those roots. So, I believe that firmly. And, you know, I spent many, many, many years, almost 20 years, working in some capacity consulting female founders, and most of them were just figuring out what they wanted to do in midlife. I mean, there were definitely some that were in their 30s. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. It's a rich season, to be sure. And the last question, Mm -hmm. how has becoming your own boss liberated you?
0: I guess it's just like made me feel like I, I, I found my purpose. Mm. And other than being a mommy, which is, you know, my number one, but I have flexibility here. I could come and go, like I could, you know, run and pick up the kids if I need to or, but finding this career has really just like given me, like I found the desire that I, I was missing, yeah. like learning about everything I need to know and skincare. And I just love it. I really do. So if anybody's on the fence and wondering, can you do it? And I would highly recommend just going for it. I love that answer. Change is scary. It is. Change is scary, but, you know, we have to change. Una, thank
1: you so much for taking the time to be with us, both to share your story, um, but also to give us a little more information than most of us had about skincare and how we can sort of care for it. That was a, a bonus. This was a bonus round to our typical origin story. So thank you so much for that.
0: Oh, and then I thank you. I mean, you're just like such a warm person. And I just I love I love talking Mm. to you. And thank you to your audience. And thank you for inviting me.
1: Absolutely. And um, to our Liberty audience, we will make sure to have all of Una's handles and their URL in the show notes. So if you are local, you can check them out. Or if you want to get in contact with them, I'm sure you can DM them on Instagram. We know that you have somebody who's who's focused to social media and can (laughs) ask any questions. Thank you, Liberty listeners, for taking this time to be with Una and to be with me. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Liberty Road is broadcast on all platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. If you like what you've heard, Please follow, rate, and review Liberty Road on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping your ventures. Liberty Road is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Joy Windham, and music by Jordan Flower.
2: Imagine.